Welcome to The Locker, Season 2, Episode 31. I'm a white man, along with, as usual, Van House. What's going on? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. It, it's, a, it's a good day. We're about to have a legend on the show. We're about to have... We, we got to get professional, man, because we be tripping sometimes, but but we, we have someone with some credentials, and we can't be, be acting... We can't be shacking a fool. You know what I'm saying? Well... I beg to differ, because if you want professional, you go to KSR or something. Well, no, That's we don't look at that. Good no. point. Uh, you go to ESP? No, no. <laughs> you know, you go, hey, you go, you go to, you go to your man. We got lined up. You go to Justin, man. Yeah. Hey, and and I don't know if you you had this in your bag because the whole time you were off, man, we had great guests on, Uh-oh. and everybody was, man, you need to replace Van. You need, man, you need to have him on there more. I like the way. And not not do you come back and say, hey, I need my job. You come back and say, hey, man, I, my boy about to come on. <laughs> so so you, bring, you, bring, you bring the heavy guns. I'll say, hey, I got my boy going to come on. He, he going to talk with us. So now it ain't really solidifying your job, but that's your connection to him, which, which means, <laughs> which means not, we gonna, uh, you know what I'm saying? So if you want to get rid of me, then you're losing these type of connections. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, he's gonna get he's gonna let me go. So I better come out with a heavy hitter. I can't I can't come out with with uh with a um you know some running the mill guy. I need to go but everybody know him. So then people can be like, okay, they can start DMing you instead of DMing you to get rid of me. They can say, all right. You can hold on for another week and then see, see what happens. You, you know, I see the DMs too. You know, I see them too. Hey, who else Van? No, that's what they want. Who, so who else Van? No, but uh, yeah. So I mean, you got to We don't want to keep him too long. Uh, so we got him in the back room. So without any further ado, uh, Van put it together. We can have the Justin Rowland on, man. Wow. I've already got a few things to say. All right, first off, you're talking professional, and I've got a hostage wall behind me here, okay? I've got kids tearing up the house in a hostage wall. This isn't professional. The second thing I need to say is you already know how to trigger me talking about KSR, all right? Don't, don't bring KSR up to me. And three, I was watching you You guys, like, some of my favorite players growing up. Like, I, I was watching, so this is actually an honor for me. So thank you for having me on. Hey man, I appreciate you know yeah. you for coming on, man. And we we posted and I and some of the big people we follow, uh, the van and I follow. Uh, you know, you got Larry Vaught reaching out, uh, uh, Howard uh, Combs, on the Oscar. Yep. You know, some people reaching out like, man, hey man, this is gonna be a great show. And I'm like, right. I've never talked to the guy. Vans talked to him, but I, I, I read I read his work and I know where to go to to get the answer. So that's why I think, you know, people are going to enjoy what we got here. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Let's do it. I'm, I'm going to say this. Justin is, uh, Justin to invoice me, invoice me in 2029. Because I um, DM Justin all the time for some inside information. I, I appreciate him humoring me and, and, and not telling me, get the hell of all of my DMs and, and um, give him some good info. I appreciate that, Justin. I do tell I do tell some people no. So I wasn't about to tell you guys. Oh. That, I tell some people no. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate okay. it. I appreciate that. So we're going to start with this, Justin, since we all know who you are. But I have a question for him. Are you trying to have a basketball team 
<laughs> are you going for a baseball team or are you going to hit the home run and go for the football team? What? We already had a basketball team and I'm 35. So I'm, I'm still going, man. I don't, That's I'm good. not. I'm not everybody asks how many of you guys are gonna have, and I don't know. Like I haven't regretted one yet. This is my this is my posterity. This is my 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 heritage, my progeny. Like who am I to say no, no, we're done? I don't know. Maybe we'll stop at a football team, but we're not we might not be done yet. Have, have, so I should ask your wife though, because you got the easy job. I should ask her when yeah. is she ready to call a quiz? Is she gonna have a lacrosse team, soccer Listen, team? I was an only child, so this is all like every day. Like wow. I'm banging my head into. I love them, but I'm banging my head through the wall. And she's she came from a big family, so she she's the one that you know she pushed that. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And you know, she's on she's on board with it. But you know, it's it is crazy. There's no doubt about that. Wow, you you definitely got your unicorn there. You you, you yeah. You, uh, she's pressuring you. Let's go, just let's go. We got to shoot for six. We shooting for six. Go ahead, Adam. go ahead. Yeah, I got a question. Yeah. This whole time, I'm trying to figure out, like, what is he talking about? Is he talking about more sports writing and more reporting? Man, y'all not talking about what I think y'all talking about. More humans, yeah. 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 Hey, well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to leave that to y'all, man. I've been practicing for a while, man. I just ain't ain't good at final product. But I, 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 was I was completely lost. Nope. Now, now, now you know. What's the, what's the age range, Justin? What's the age range? Uh, 10, 9, 7, 4, and 2. So all of them are between 2 and 10. Wow. And it, yeah, it's as crazy as it sounds. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody else, but you know, once, once they're here, you gotta, you gotta step up. So, you know, there's no alternative for them. So, yep. Well, all I gotta say is, is Justin doesn't only practice well, he's clutch. <laughs> that's, that, that's clutch shooting right there, boy. <laughs> that's, that's on point. He's he's Steph Curry. I'm liking the comments. I'm laughing about the comments. I might not read them out, but I'm laughing about them. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this um, on the that whole subject, and we can get to you know the business we came here for. My mother. I talked to my mother the past weekend because it was my birthday, and I think she's worried about me getting older. Da 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 da. And she said, "Why don't you have kids?" And I told her, "I said I don't know if I want kids." And she was like, "Oh, you? I've, I've been a great uncle to my niece and nephews. I, you know, I'm a, a mentor to a lot of kids." And I said, "But my own. Like, I like my personal time." And she said, "We need to have kids." I said, "Mom, exactly what you guys just said." I said, "Mom, I can't have a kid and decide. You know what? I don't. I don't like this parenting thing. You know what? I don't." I don't want to do this anymore. So that's why that's the holdup. That if no. it don't go the way I expect it to, there ain't no go back. And so that's a wise approach because once you're here, that personal time, you really got to work to carve it out. You know, it's, it doesn't just fall out on a platter. You got to work for it. And I work for it. A lot of mowing the lawn when it doesn't <laughs> need to be mowed. A lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I figured that out too. Hey, my dad, I was wondering why my dad was always outside. He was always fixing the car, he was always <laughs> mowing the yard. And then when I got old, he's like, man, that was my free time. That was, I got, that was my time away. And you wonder why I took, because our yard wasn't that big. You wonder why I took two hours more that little piece of yard we got. It, <laughs> it took me three kids to figure out that if I get them hooked on taking a nap with me every day, I've always got an excuse to take a nap every single day. So it works. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you win it. You yep. win it. I love yep. it, man. I love it. So, so let's get to what all the people really came in here to watch and and my question to you justin the the recruiting guru that you are is can you highlight a point where or what year that you saw the the perception of the brand of kentucky football changing and when 
the kids that you interviewed um, really took us seriously? Well, I think there were two, um, I don't know the word for it. There were two moments that have, that have really stood out. Um, and the first was actually before they started to win, before perceptions were changing in terms of the wins-loss column. Back in 2013, going into that 2014 class, they had the number one class, according to Rodgers, on paper going into September. So wow. several months. Think about how excited people are now to have a top 10 class in, uh, what are we, May? You know, to be right. number one in the country, I think they just passed Texas in, in September. I mean, they hit on all their big guys. And that was a shock for me because I honestly – I, I, I never thought that that was even possible. You know, I didn't think Kentucky was capable of recruiting like that. I literally didn't think it was possible. And then more recently, after they went 10 and 3, you know, that you're in, in 2018, when you beat Florida, when you beat right. Mississippi State, when you beat Penn State, when you beat those, those that, that's what it's all about is winning games that make people turn their head and look. You know, that, that was another big moment. I think that's carried them for a little while now. Interesting. Yeah. So, so do you feel like that? This draft with because I, I tweeted this out the other day is like we have had drafts. People don't understand that Kentucky has had and back in 94, 95, Melvin Johnson went in the second round. It's not like we have not had high, high draft pick. And I think Mo went that same year in the third round. It's not that we have not had good draft picks, but we have never in my you tell me if I'm wrong. Have we ever had a first in a second round in the modern day history of UK? And that alone is how much is that going to help this 2022 class? I don't think they have in the modern modern history. I remember looking it up, and I think it, like you, sometime in the 50s or the 60s or the 70s, they had a first round, a second round, maybe even three in those first two rounds, but nothing nothing like that recently. Recently, And, you know, now that you mention it, maybe that the, the bump after the 2018 season was more about the draft than about going 10-3, mm-hmm. and three. or maybe it was the two of those things in tandem because we all know, you know, every this is this is what these guys are basing their their decisions about their future on, and they they got to see you produce. There were a few years when they weren't putting guys into the draft, even under Stoops. It took them a little while to get it going, and then once you break through and you you, you say, look, I mean, we're, we're putting as many guys into the combine on average as almost anybody, and, you know, we're top 10, top 15 in draft picks over the last three years. Well, that becomes a very convincing case, especially when you're when you're talking to kids who are in Big Ten country or in the Midwest and yeah, yeah, they're on a level that I, I, I probably sold them short. I didn't think they could they could build a brand like this. Nah, I, I go go ahead. No, I was gonna ask you. Uh, I was I don't know if Van. I think Van. No, I think Van was on the wagon too. Eight, seven, eight years ago, yeah. where being sandwiched between Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio, I didn't know it was even possible. I didn't know it was even possible to up your recruiting. And I did know. I don't know if you know this, Justin, or not. You in the locker. So you get asked some stuff that may, may you know, tarnish your professional career. So feel free to not answer it. That reserves the right hard. to be hard of hearing temporarily. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's that five kids and that husband here. What's that? I got to go. No. Yeah. Go ahead. Hey, but, fat, uh, but facts are essential here. Yeah. Like, facts are not optional here. So. If it's not a fact, we, we don't want our people. And you might, I thought you might appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, no, so we don't no, know, Van. I thought we, I didn't think we could, you know, we could get the people. But I, I heard at a certain point, I don't know if the people on the staff were actually making the effort that believed in getting the guys at Kentucky. That, and, and I think in Joker's years, Stoops, maybe first year. Now you got Summerall out there, Clean Scale, Stewart, Vince, uh, Slarman, Resses. 
wrestling. You know, we everybody's out there knocking on every door. Like, we want you to come play with us. I, I heard at one point that there were people that wasn't actually going knocking on doors. Yeah, they were taking the plane trip. They were going to the city, but I'm not sure if they were knocking on doors. So, well, yeah, no, I, I get, I know where you're coming from with that question. And I, I you know, I use, I, I know T Martin, you know, he used to be an assistant at Kentucky and I have a lot of respect for T and I think he's a very, he's a very good recruiter, especially down that mobile area. But he would tell me, and I was younger then, so I was still learning about it. And, and he would say, I'm, I'm recruiting to beat out Mississippi State and Ole Miss and maybe South Carolina. This is when South Carolina's brand was a lot better than it was. But he was conceding, I'm not going down there and beating Auburn out for a kid. And I'm not saying that to criticize him because I don't think Kentucky's brand at that point allowed them to do that. They hadn't had the facility renovations. They hadn't uh, started putting together on the field. Their, their, the perception of them in the South was just not very good. And he was conceding, I'm going down there trying to beat out Mississippi State for a couple of kids. That's a very different thing than, than beating out some schools for Trevin Wallace and Justin Rogers. And, and, you know, I don't think they could have done that back then, but you do have to try. And it's a game that you got to play. You got to recruit some guys knowing there's a chance Alabama is just going to swoop in and take it, you know, but you got to stay in the game and stay in the game and stay in the game. And maybe Auburn has a coaching change. And maybe that kid doesn't know the new guys that come into Auburn. And maybe George has got a couple guys committed at that position and the chips fall just the right way. And that's the game you got to play at Kentucky. At Alabama, the game you got to play is, is this guy or that guy really better? Now we're going to pick it. At South Alabama, the game is, we got to find the guys that aren't quite good enough to go power five, but are better than the other G5 guys. And at Kentucky, it's that sandwich again. You know, we don't want to be recruiting against Vanderbilt too much. Right. We're not going to beat out Alabama a lot, but we got to we got to find the guys who are in that in-between zone that, you know, that can still improve us as a program. But, you know, we don't really know how it's going to play out. I'm not typically su- surprised, but the way you put that, I always wonder how could because uh, Anwar Stewart is is great on recruit, man. He's knocking on all the doors. He's I mean, he's I been here. He knows what it takes to line up with next to somebody that's going to go get the deal. But the way you put it actually made sense to me i spent a small time in sales if you knock on the door and i heard i've heard some guys have been sitting in the lobby then uh nicks or alabama come in florida come in and, and the ad's at the high schools are, you don't know, move them ahead and now you gotta wait until they're done they could be an hour or so so i i, I never thought about that aspect of you know it it, it it could get hard trying to recruit in the SEC when you're going in the southeast, uh, just in the southeast, uh, Georgia, Florida, Texas, just down in those areas, knowing that I'm trying to sell you on Kentucky when we got guys here just trying to sell you on Alabama, Georgia, yeah. Tennessee, yeah. Florida. Yeah, you know, everybody, when they're interviewing for an assistant coaching job, the head coach, Tommy Tuberville, I remember reading Tommy Tuberville one time, says every time I've had to fire a coach, it's been because he hasn't gotten dudes. Like, I can find somebody who can coach. I can't find – not everybody can go get the guys. Um, and, and everybody knows that going in, but not everybody is going to grind like that. You know, not, it's just, you, you kind of have to be a little crazy about it where, you know, you're sitting around the dinner table with your wife or with your, your, you know, the head coach or whatever you've got going on with your buddies. And some 16 year old kid calls you and wants to talk. Now, are you going to be the coach that's like, okay, I'll call him back. And maybe you call him back tomorrow. Or are you going to be the kind of coach? what you're doing and pisses everybody off around you and goes to talk to somebody and their dad for an hour. You know, I'm honestly not that kind of guy a lot, but the best coaches, the best recruiters are that kind of guy. So it's gotta, it's gotta be in your blood a little bit. And that's not, it's not the case for everybody. Have have you ever seen any of these guys? You ever seen Vince do his thing? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Every year I'm at the camps there. And so they're, I mean, they're the official visitors and, you know, you see them on the golf cart bringing guys around and it's not as, it's not as glamorous as people think it is. They think it's about, you know, making these social media graphics and blasting it out. And, you know, this, this almost like this grand strategy game. Um, and there is that they have those conversations, but it's really about rolling up your sleeves and putting in the work and finding out what buttons to push with every kid. Okay. What's his relationship with his, with his, with his mom, like with his dad, like with his stepdad, like with his coach, who's the right guy to the angle to work in this situation. And, you know, if you have that people instinct, you can be really good at it. And Vince is and Clink is and Sumrall is and Eric Wolford is. And those are the four that I would say are, are real slam dunk recruiters. And I don't remember Kentucky ever having maybe more than one of them, but they've got four that I think are really good. What so was, I, gotta, go, go and I might put Anwar in that conversation, too, because I think I think there are signs that Anwar could be could move up into that tier as well. Oh, when, when you get to see what he does, I'm, I'm sitting next to him. We ride down the road and, man, yeah, I'm sitting there with a former Wildcat, man, and you get to talking to the parents, man. The parents love him, man. When you coming back to see us, man, we cooking. <laughs> I mean, and no matter where he's at, he's answering the phone. I got to I gotta shut up. I got to turn the TV off. We got to stop doing what we're doing. But, no, he, no, he always makes time for any of them. Like, I don't, I don't even know the name of the recruits sometimes, but I got to make up. He has to make time for them. I want to ask you this, though. We had Vince on Sunday. It didn't surprise me. Because A.J. Rose is up from where I'm from. He actually played against my nephew up in Northeast Ohio. And Vince said this. And I didn't think about this. Did you did you see a turning point? Did you have any idea that A.J. Rose was a bigger get? I guess in more or less is what Vince said. A.J. Rose was a bigger get at that point in time than Benny was. Benny was just a workhorse and just grinded out and just made it hard to keep him off the field. Did you ever see that coming? Or are you, are you on board with that, uh, that A.J. probably was a bigger recruiter in that class? A.J. was a bigger – I mean, he was a bigger – they were ranked about the same, but I remember the conversations as they were going on. And, and are they going to take this guy? Are we going to take this guy? And they were sold about A.J. Um, I think if I – based on the conversations I had, I think Stoops really liked Benny. Uh, but there was a question about Benny's speed, and I would joke with Benny about this. Like, I think – I swear he got faster. Because you watch his high school film, I don't think he really looked that fast. I don't mm -hmm. think he – really don't think he did. But, you know, at Kentucky, he, he was one of those guys who would never test probably off the charts. But if you put him, you know, in, in, in a helmet and pads, he, he could get that extra juice when he needed to. And um, but but there was a time I remember one conversation, I'm not going to say who with that. I heard Benny was maybe listening to another school. Maybe Iowa was thinking about making a push or some school like that. And there the reaction from somebody at Kentucky was like, well, we're not going to be real patient with that. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to tolerate a whole lot of <laughs> um, him flirting with these other schools, wow. but there was nothing more beyond that. But that just goes to show not a whole lot of guys are, are able to do whatever they want. You know, everybody's in a pinch, you know, you can't overplay your hand because you will lose that spot. Unfortunately for both of them, that didn't happen with, with Benny. Wow. Wow. So speaking of that, so Timmy, going back, what, who was the biggest, I guess, the change of perception for the recruits? Was that the Bud Dupree, the that Darius year, or the Josh Allen year? Um, well, I think it was the facilities more than anything, right off mm. the bat. You got to, you got I mean, a few things led to that early recruiting. Every staff, when they come in, gets a grace period. You can, you can tell kids, you know, that's what Rutgers is doing. It's Rutgers. Yeah. They say we're going to go win a national championship. Well. 
they're not running on their resume. They're running on hopes and dreams and promises. And frankly, there's a lot of kids out there. You can, they're going to believe anything you tell them if you build a relationship with them. And you know, that, that you got to be honest in the long run, but you can, when you come in as a staff, you can, you can really run on just, just hopes and dreams, but they also had the facilities coming up. And they had the air raid offense that they were selling. We're going to do this. Mm. And then they got Drew Barker. You got the face, the quarterback that comes in. You got uh, Boom Williams, who was the number one all-purpose running back at the time. And, and the SEC at that point had won something like seven national championships in a row. So the, the league's pitch was never strong. It was a convergence of factors early on. But one player that I would say um, that, that really – did it was Josh Allen. That was later. I mean, there's no question. They they sold every linebacker they've recruited ever since. Probably you're going to be the next Josh Allen. But you know everybody does that. So yeah. So if you watch Sunday morning sports talk or or listen to Sunday morning sports talk, and that that was the big buzz just in in local media of well they need a recruit room. Now Van and I were both recruited here. <laughs> And we were both on recruiting visits where all of their damn recruits came in on one weekend. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was 60-some, 60-some people. We took like three or four buses every location. And I don't know what they were telling each other. But (laughs) the only thing I didn't like, there was a lot of dudes from Florida who had played against each other. And they were playing football in the summer. And I was just kind of like, uh, well... You know, uh, I'm mean, not in the summer. They were playing football in the, in, other, like, in the winter, and they had, like, jamborees, and I didn't yeah. know what a jamboree was. And it just made me uncomfortable because I felt like the Florida guys had clicked up, and there was very little Ohio guys there. But you, uh, the fact that what you just said about the facilities, I know we had an ongoing joke on Sunday mornings that there was a, you know, you, once you get the recruit room, we're going to get them. You, you think it was that big of a – a push, or you think that was, was that big of influence? I think it's big. I mean, I don't, I don't think the facilities get the guy for you, but I think the facilities determine whether you can make the cut. They determine whether you're going to be in the conversation. You know, if they, because if these, these, these guys are all on bus tours, and you know, and they're all going from one school to the next, and so if they hit Tennessee and Georgia and Arkansas, and then they swing up to Kentucky, and you haven't renovated your facilities in 25 years, that's going to look really bad. <laughs> Because it's not just going to speak to what 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 locker you're going to have or, or you know, wh- where you're going to be walking around or eating. It's it's like, what's the commitment of this administration really to to, to football, you know? And, and frankly, you know, it's a prestige thing. And, well, um, yeah, it sounds like you've got something to say about that. No, you yeah. know what's crazy with, with yeah. this whole facility thing? I'll never forget. I had an unofficial visit to Bama. I had a visit to Ole Miss, Mississippi State. I went to Arkansas. This was in 90 – would have been 92, 93. We had the best facility. Really? All, all of those guys. It wasn't wow. even close. Huh. And we didn't get anybody. <laughs> so, so it's kind of interesting that you said the facilities were big because that not a facility. That weight room that we had in 93 was much – Bama was like – it was so far apart. You had to uh, ride a bus or somehow get to the facility. It's like on the other side of campus. I don't know how it is now. Ole Miss was small. Arkansas was just building a facility. Mississippi State was in Starkville. So all that, we had the best facility. Yeah. Seriously, it wasn't even close. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the facility thing is is a little bit more complicated because usually it's it's when a coach is really getting it going. Like I, I would lived in North Carolina growing up the first time Mac Brown 
was there mm-hmm. and they were just building their facilities up and it might not have been so much the facilities the fact that he was already generating some momentum uh for, for the program but yeah I, you talked about the, the bus tours of florida prospects you see that every year i mean you yeah. you got okay here's the kentucky guys from ohio the guys they want from tennessee and then here's the beach boys from deerfield beach or here's you know this other seven on 17 south florida express and there's like 25 dudes and they all look like they're, they're ready to play college football and they've got the attitude. And I'm not going to name the college player, but there's some, there's a, an offensive lineman at Kentucky who was taking this verbal abuse from this kid, um, th- this little, little receiver who didn't look like an athlete at all. And he's like, you're, you're a highly ranked lineman. I, I mean, I, I'm 10 times the prospect you are. And it was cringe, man. Like all the guys, all, me, all the guys like me were watching this is like, who is this little kid bad mouthing this future Kentucky offensive lineman? Turns out this kid, this kid is Troy Stilato and he commits to Clemson. So I guess he was right. But uh, yeah, those, those South Florida guys, they come in with attitude. You just can't get phased by that. If they're not your guys, you just kind of got to let them do the camp and just focus on your dudes because, you know, you got you got to know who, who you're really going to get and, and who's the right fit. Yeah. So, uh, JR, I'm going to ask you this, man. Yeah. I, I feel uncomfortable because I don't know you very well. You'll know me after this. Yeah. <laughs> so so it, it was either Landon Young or Drake Jackson. One of them, I can't remember which one. And the SEC coach tells him, well, if Kentucky is recruiting you, and you're thinking about that, we don't want you. Wow. Come on. Come on. Wow. Come on. Kentucky wow. said this. Kentucky, whether they said it or not, they they feel felt the same way about Gavin Wimsat and, and Rutgers. And it was, if he's going to Rutgers, why is he afraid of competition? Wow. It's I guarantee you that's a common sentiment. And it's based on it, it's kind of a psychological coping kind of thing, but it's also a trick that you play. I remember the reason that Kentucky was rumored to be involved with this guy from Oklahoma for the offensive coordinator position. And he, he I learned he was best known for recruiting Adrian Peterson. The reason he got Adrian Peterson as Oklahoma was he told him, he's like, you can either come to Oklahoma and win a national championship, or you can go to this other school and we'll beat you. And you know, <laughs> Peterson liked it and that pitch worked. And so sometimes that bravado, um, that they sense that confidence and they like it. But yeah, I mean, that's, that was a pretty harsh, harsh, you know, that negative recruiting works on a lot of kids, but it was never going to work on Drake or Landon because they were, they were Kentucky, you know, all the way. I was trying to find out. Hey, hold on. Let me say, Justin, we, we, we bumping up against your time, man. I just want to make sure you're all good. I got a couple more minutes. Yeah. All right, go ahead. No, I was, I was trying to find out which coaches said that. That was on an article I read. I was trying to get who the coach was. I <laughs> you just avoided. My whole point was, what coach do you think said it, or do you know? What coach, do I think said it? Well, I'm I'm thinking back, and I know that Alabama, Ohio State were some of the schools that were kind of sniffing around those guys. And that yeah, sounds right. like something a coach at Alabama or Ohio State would say, you know. Only those guys can get away with saying something like that. <laughs> That's true. I thought it was maybe Ohio State and there was another one. I didn't think it was I didn't think it was Alabama. I thought it was Ohio State there's another coach in the mix. Was it Ole Miss maybe? No. Or, no, I, remember, I don't remember Ole Miss being too big with them. Auburn a little bit. Auburn a little bit with Landon, I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh man, I, I lost my train of thought. Uh I, I, I get you one answer since since you I'm gonna let you think about it. I have my second quarter. So Justin, with this with this class coming up, someone tweeted this out yesterday or the other day before, and I said our floor is probably eight of guys getting drafted next year off off of this class, of this next class. What would your floor be of the amount of guys that will get picked up next year 
in the, in the NFL draft. I was thinking about this today. Um, I saw Freddie tweeted six to eight. You know, I, I'm, you know, Kennard, I'm doing this as I'm typing it out so I don't double up. Kennard, Rodriguez, Corker, Pascal, and McCall are the five that you got to be confident about. Yep. And then after those two, you know, does Josh Ali have a great season and sneak in as a late pick? I don't know what he's going to look like in a real offense, you know. Um, is, is Juan Dale going to be ready to be a one-and-done guy? Could he come out right away? That's another variable. Luke Fortner, I don't think a lot of people think about him in quite the same way they thought about Drake or Landon, but just a steady, reliable player. Wouldn't rule that out. Wouldn't rule Justin Rigg out. Wouldn't rule Keaton Upshaw coming out a year early. Ding, ding, ding. Now, if he if he has a great season under Cohen. But I think the five, that it's a, it's a high floor, like you said. I would be surprised if any of Kennard, Rodriguez, Pascal, McCall, and Corker were not drafted. So it should be another good year. Well, what's your, what's your thoughts on Jordan Wright? That's that was my sleeper last year, and to me, he's the Jamin Davis of this year. He's got oh, yeah. an unbelievable body. He's got all the physical tools. If he puts together a 9, 10, 11 sack year, could he come out and, and be a fourth, third round pick? Well, he could. Yeah, I mean, if he gets nine or ten sacks, yeah, he'll definitely. I mean, I, I'll, I'll be very surprised if he's not drafted. Um, you know, Brad White told me last year because I was interviewing him before last spring practice, and I was like, "Is it? Would you say that Jordan Wright is is a playmaker who needs to become more consistent?" And he's like, "Yes, but he is more physical than people think he is. Yeah. They say he he plays more physical than people think, but he still has to be very attentive to the little things." But he's he's been a great playmaker. I mean, he's always around the ball, and you know he closes fast. Um, I don't know if he's a if he's a ten sack guy though. I don't know if he's shown he can get upfield and turn that edge and bend like like a sack guy. Like I don't know if that's who he is, but you know we'll see. Well, he's gonna have to because if they go this small package and put Vito in the in the field or right. whomever, he's gonna have to be the Josh Allen. He's gonna have to be that boundary rush in and and dropping covers every now and then like they did Pascal but he's going to he's going to get his chances. I, I the way the league is now, the throwing 30 plus times a game, he's going to get his chances. Well, he's not the, he's not the issue. You know, edge edge defender is the number one problem area going into the season this year because they didn't rush the passer well last year and Brad White was embarrassed about it because that's his responsibility right. and he, I mean he would tell you he's embarrassed. It wasn't his standard. Um Jordan's going to be a good player. The issue is KD is is KD McDaniel is is the starter opposite him right now, mm. and he's really got to get in the playbook. Like he apparently he he's got to master that playbook because he's got the tools to be a great edge rusher. Okay. Um, but he has to put it all together. Sometimes when when you put him on the field, the light hasn't come on yet. And uh, for him to be the number two edge rusher that you got a starter, I think you'd feel better if he was the three or four um, without mm. having proven it yet. Gotcha. Yeah. Real, real quick. This is something that's been coming up, and I've heard one well, more. I've heard, I've heard consistently one way now, but before spring, before spring ended, I've heard consistently another way. What the hell is going on in the quarterback room? I have heard, <laughs> I have heard that that Bo has pretty much lost that battle coming out of the spring. And what is your, what is your, uh, what are you hearing about? the opportunity for Levis to come in and actually get an opportunity just from summer to fall with no live bullets flying. Cause a lot of people look good when, when it ain't live ammo. And then even in the, even in the fall 
preseason practice, you're not trying to kill your teammates because we got a season to play in a couple minutes. And that's with you. That's where my head's at, too. Like, I think Joey and Will are the two that wouldn't surprise me if either one of those guys were the starter. I would be a little surprised if, if Bo was the starter this year, not in the long term. But there's been a lot of chatter about Joey this spring. I think they are pleased with how he played. I think they found a way to bring out some of his best qualities. And it's not uncommon for, for these guys with prospect pedigree, Andre Woodson, to uh, to have the light come on after they've had a couple of, you know, disappointing seasons. What's taken so long, bam, the light comes on. Uh, but the one thing we know, Cohen has been very guarded, saying it's not a competition. This is an install. The competition's in the summer. The one thing we know for certain is that Cohen likes Levis. Yes. You know, that's the only thing we know. You know, <laughs> that was his guy that he handpicked and he liked him before he was even out of Penn State. So, but he's never put it together yet. You know, he's, he looks great in practice videos, but that's very different than doing it when somebody's bearing down on your face. Right. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was Joey. It wouldn't surprise me if it was Will. Here, I, I got one other question. I, 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 uh, they told me we were on the time crunch with you, so I, I do need to ask this. So we almost cover all positions, and if you got to go, let us know. If you got a little time. I'll take one more, yeah. The, the running back room, I heard about – Right. Has any is it going to be what we saw last year? I don't think smoke wild a lot of people coming out of last year. We know Chris is going to do what he's going to do. I like uh, I like you time. Yep. Isdale never really got an opportunity, but I also uh, but I heard a lot about right coming out of, you know, spring. Is, is any is there any, any shake up in the running back room or is it still uh, probably Chris smoke Juton? Or are you are you uh, expecting any shakeup? I mean, the thing about Smoke is like you. Were, I think in the Auburn game, the first game of the season, he had that touchdown run where he kind of tiptoed inside the pylon, and he just he does some things that nobody else can do. But he gets hit five times, <laughs> and you just don't don't know what you're going to get from him after that. So you know, I, I hate saying that, but he's got to prove that the durability is going to be there. Right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if Juton was second on the team in rushing. I mean, every, people are talking him up big time, and not just not just when Grand was there, when Cohen's there. So he's he's doing really well. And Lavelle Wright, I didn't know what to expect from him, but I've heard some. One person told me he would, he almost looked like a little mini Eddie George in practices that that people were able to go to and. I, that's a high bar, but just in terms of playing style, he's a bigger guy who's built upright, and he's got good feet, and he's got good hands. And that's a unique combination for a guy coming in from high school. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if McLean and Wright get a bunch of playing time this year, but Smoke Smoke has to prove he's durable. Yeah. So a, but the biggest change is I think C-Rod will be the far and away clear-cut number one, and I don't think that's happened yet, but they're, right. their way they're talking, I think he's going to get 25. And I'm going to say this from what I hear. Them boys from Ratcliffe, right? They come yeah. in this thing with some intelligence, yeah. high football IQ, and I've heard that Wright is in that playbook, and he's far more far ahead than some of these veterans. So Oxen dying same way. He's came, yeah. he's came in. He was a sponge. He's a smart kid. He's a good kid, and and uh, I was surprised to see him down to two ninety five. I, I didn't think he would he would get that that thin, but I guess he's he's not going to be a nose. He's going to be a, a D tackle D N kind of player. Interesting for him. Yeah. All right, well, Justin, man, we appreciate, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you guys. Real quick, man, because yeah. you are one of the best at what you do. And, you know, the people that follow us and, you know, even our playing careers, you're still one of the best at doing it. 
Where can people catch any of your work at? Real quick, then we're going to get you off here. We just want to make sure you get the opportunity to know where to follow you after this. Appreciate that. Rolling Rivals on Twitter, but Twitter doesn't pay my bills. So catsillustrated.com, and we got a free trial going on. So I'd appreciate that. And, yeah, let's do it again, guys. I've enjoyed it. Appreciate it, man. All right. Man, I appreciate you, man. Definitely have you back on whenever you whenever you're ready. For sure. Take care, guys. All right. All right thank you. Hey, let me tell you guys something. I don't subscribe to Jack. I I hold my money tighter than I hold my wife. <laughs> let me let me tell you that. <laughs> I, I hold on to my money. That is something I don't know. I've never met Justin, honestly. We have talked, but I've never met him face to face. I got him on Twitter and I saw the stuff that he was posting. I had to follow. Um, Rivals Cats Illustrated. It is a must follow. There are some tidbits in there. I'm not going to give it to you because I had to pay money for it. But there are some tidbits in there, man, that gets you right. It gets you excited. Um, It's a must follow, man. I'm going to tell you. It's worth the, I can't even remember, it's pennies. It's worth the money. Might as well go and get that free trial. And what we got coming into football, what we have coming into football, if you want to be up to date, because you and I have both heard Man, Bowles NFL material. He's the next Tim Couch. But we've also heard that Joey Gatewood is – and now now piggyback this, this season we could. You know, people aren't putting up emphasis on this season is predicated off of that quarterback position. Big. If we had that same bullshit quarterback play we done had for the past – well, I can't say – I can't call no. Lynn's quarterback play bad, but it really wasn't quarterback play. So if we don't produce, then our draft picks go down because the defense is going to be on the field too much. You got to use too many plays or whatever. Fact. So that that's something to keep an eye on, and he and he's right on top of it. And the other thing is that hoop game. <laughs> the season we had a hoop, everybody interested to what's what's yes. going to happen next on hoop, man. So that is true. Hey, you, yeah, I mean, you got to go give you got to go give him a listen, man. You got to go check him out. Nine ninety nine a month. That's what it is. I, it was it's pennies, man. I, and and if you buy the if you buy the um the annual it's a little cheaper. I, okay. I just made I made the one time payment. And dude, I'm telling you, I I get some stuff on there that um is inside information. Like I'm gonna tell you, this is this is DB um Alex. I, I'm a, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Afari, four star DB. They have some updates. Sign that sign that free subscription and get these updates, man. Because it's it's exciting news, man. There is some, there is nothing, and I, you know, I'm, I'm biased. No, I'm biased for the corners. I'm biased for the DBs. There is nothing better than seeing a kid, a, a corner highlight where he's a true corner, where he is not yeah. just a dis, a, a one-dimensional corner, somewhere. a true corner with some yeah. length, with some aggressiveness. Like I told y'all about Kevin Joseph. I seen the kid play. The kid is unbelievably aggressive and long. Now I know there's some things that happened last year that we, people didn't like, but I told you guys two years ago, he's a dog. Sometimes dogs sometimes dogs need a, a short leash. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we might have yeah. gave him too long a leash. But yeah. dude, and from what I I've seen this kid, now I don't I didn't see him face like I like to see a guy with my own two eyes, really. I, I'm not gonna see everybody, but from what I saw the highlight, I'm like, this kid can ball. Yeah, yeah. No, like I said, man, I, I enjoyed uh Okay. Is it com, I'm pretty sure the yeah. uh the, the website. So yeah, man, like I said, go over there and follow him, man. Dude's on top of stuff, man. He knows the same stuff I know. So it's kind of he gets the inside scoop. The difference is I gotta pull teeth 
Right, I gotta warm and dine. I gotta smooth people. I, they go right to people like Justin and, and you know, you know, kind of give them the information or whatever. But no, no, he he's well informed, well informed. Yeah, man. So, uh, so this football yeah. season, dude, I I can't wait, man. It's like it's on countdown already, man. You know what I mean? But the only thing I'm when I stick my neck out for the team, man, they do be like <laughs> they being last year, man. No, it kind of it kind of it kind of pissed me off, but. I do think this year is going to be it. The only thing is there's such a huge fucking question at quarterback, man. See, I like, see. here's the deal, though. Here's the, you got the difference, though, with this year, though, man. Here's the thing with this year, though. Uh-oh. Oh, snap. Uh-oh. Don't be teasing, man. Don't be teasing no, with this, this, man. Hey, Stu ain't coming on here next week, man. Hey, you got man. breaking news. That's, that's Anwar Stewart fan page. That ain't the real man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, this is what I'm going to say about the difference between this year and previous years, right? Is let's say Joey Gatewood is the starter. Let's just go with that, all right? And let's say he doesn't perform, right? We got Will, right? And if Will don't perform, we got Bo. If we is not one, if not one of them can do it, now we're in trouble. We got three starters, potentially, right? We got three guys who, from what everybody says, can play. So if they can right. three can play, one of them's got to come in and, and, and grab the reins and, and take us to the promised land. We have three, not just one. We rely on one guy now. We have three. I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. I just, I just think my only, my only question is, man, we both been on teams where you expected this to happen, and your senior year. Yeah, your senior year, we had a guy that we thought was going to be in. Now, mind you, we had a bunch of young talent behind him, which we kind of do now. And it's kind of like, I mean, this dude, so you tried it. And that's my that's my concern is not that they can't do the job. If you throw somebody, we may not have Trask. We may not have uh, Teddy Bridgewater or Lamar Jackson. Right. Or it seems like we always, whenever we, or you know what? One thing I've been saying on here, and I don't know if people have been picking up nuggets. Y'all listen to Justin, everything he tell y'all. But I'm telling you, I think our quarterback coach wasn't shit. Ah, ding, 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 If you put somebody in there, like, we got to, you know, get through this season, we're working on an offseason. No. Like, you preparing, like, you preparing the whole quarterback room, they all get the same lesson. Okay, if they not working on their reads or whatnot, it'll show up. But that's where I'm saying, like you said, I know we have three. But if you put one in and he ain't been getting reps. Well, look. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. That's just the way we've been doing things lately. It seems like if we if we have a change in that position, we got to wait till next year to really give them some work, the offseason to give them some work. And you, we've been both saying this, and, and you, and on this show, we just say how it is. You can tell from what I've seen of the – Spring practices that the as much as we can see, yeah, they've been coached up. And it, it, yeah. it is there is no hesitation for them releasing that ball. We no. both said you said it a lot because I was trying to defend T Dub. How why is he not throwing the ball? Why is he not throwing the ball? Why is he yeah. not throwing the ball? <laughs> he should be throwing it. It ain't it's purely the Joey Gatewood from last year. It wasn't Joey Gate when it come in like Will's coming in in the summer. Joey came in in the spring, I thought. Did he not? Yeah, 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 yeah. Joey came in the spring. So he had a whole spring football. Well, I guess they had a COVID year. He had some practices. He had summer, he had fall. The way he looks now, in the last game he played, 
wasn't no difference from the first game. <laughs> right. Yep. Absolutely. When he came yep. in Missouri, it was no different than when he played against Bama. It was the same yep. exact thing. When I saw the spring football clips, that ain't the same Joey that I saw against Alabama. It ain't the same Joey I saw when he yeah. started against Missouri. It ain't the same Joey. Now, you cannot tell me it was just two or three months of him just maturing as an individual that was that difference. It was those two or three months of him um, getting the coaching. I thought he played against Bama. I thought he played before Bo. You're right. Nope, you're right. It was Georgia. He started against Georgia and came in against Missouri. I'm sorry. You're right, J.D. I'm wrong. So, dude, when you're getting the little – people don't understand is when you're on that level, it doesn't take much. You're already an elite athlete. You already come with all these credentials. All you need is a little bit, a little tweak here and there, or a little bit of information, or a little bit, okay, look at this. Oh, coach, now I get it, especially at that position. I love to stand behind the huddles, and I used to do that with Tim them. Hey, what were you looking at here? They did with any quarterback, Tim, Matt Mummy, Dusty Bonner, it's Matt Scipion, Mike Scipion. Well, what were you looking at? Oh, I thought the safety was rolling over, so I, I just I just came underneath. So, okay, yeah, but, you know, the backer was sitting there. So I, I love that conversation. I said that every Sunday morning. We watched the film. I The one thing I can't understand, <laughs> how in the hell can you say we couldn't throw the ball? I'm not saying we couldn't throw it like the guy wasn't going to be open. Like, you cannot literally take the right. ball out of your hand and remove it from your hand. If you throw a fairy route, not – it's 50-50 chance that it's going to be knocked out of bounds or dropped. Right. Unless you throw it in, in the field to play. Right, 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 right. The right. line is either they going to catch it or it's out of bounds. Right. And you said we not even throwing it. Right. So I'm saying, so y'all going in the film room. Y'all are watching this film. Well, look right there. Is he is he open? Like, are you not doing I don't. I don't know what they're doing in – I don't know what they were doing in practice, but I, I we we both agree. And what I've been hearing is that's what Liam and them guys are doing. Is like, soon as you turn it, the ball is snapped. Your first look is there. If this happens, then this. If this happens, then this. If this happens, then this. For about five progressions, and I, I don't, I'm cool if you can't get the five progressions at this point. I'm cool if you can get the two two comfortably. Right. If you can get the two comfortably, right. And maybe start looking at three, but still right. a little itchy, a little bit antsy. I'm fine with that. But I'm saying if we ain't if we looking at one and I can't tell what's going on and I know you can't tell what's going on, something ain't being taught, man. Hey, this is what's so bad about this though. And I heard people say things like the offense is this and that. The RPO offense is about as elementary as you can get. You're reading one guy. You yeah. you go in here or there. It, it ain't it ain't no smoking mirrors to it. Yeah. If the linebacker Comes up, if an RPO, you pull it and you throw it right behind him. Right, right. You hear other, you hear the NFL analysts talking about, oh well, the RPO is so simple, they're not really reading defenses. It doesn't translate to the next level. How can our guys read the simple damn RPO? <laughs> How can our guys not read the simple as RPO, dude? You're reading one. You're not reading a coverage. You're reading a guy. It, right, they right. can be running cover four. They can be running cover seven. They can be running cover two. They can be they can be running whatever the hell they want to. You reading that damn play side linebacker? <laughs> what is he doing? Or on the read option, you reading the down backside in? Is he crashing down or not? <laughs> it's, it's, 
That simple. And yep. we could not get it done consistently. Yeah, and that was that was the thing that threw me off, man. And I wanted to see uh I wanted to see what he what it like I said what he had going on on the basketball front. But uh like JD said, I guess that's gonna be on the website. So Cats Illustrated gonna let you know what's going on. Did we ink the deal with uh oh today? Somebody was saying we inked the deal with Orlando. Uh I, I I've heard that they both coming. Louie, let me tell you something. Since they're gone, I can say stuff now. <laughs> I don't have no inside information. I'm not in the room. I'm not in Kentucky, so I don't get all the scoops. But I'm going to tell you one thing. <laughs> the development of the quarterbacks from when they entered to when they left, that's a direct reflection of your position, Coach. And not one guy got better. I'm going to say that. Not one guy got better. And the problem for me is that is I'm a play caller, right? And the bad thing about Grand so to speak, is he's a running back coach, right? He's not a quarterback guru. So he has to trust his quarterback coach because that's not what he coached. That's not what he's known for. Grant was a running back coach. So he's got to trust his quarterback coach. Now, do you not think that that affects the, the way he calls games too? Because he sees on the practice field, my quarterbacks ain't getting it. <laughs> so how am I going to call XYZ play when if they run XYZ defense, we might be in trouble. So... Grant's conservative play calling, to me, is a direct reflection of Henshaw. Because I say this over again. I've been saying this since Grant been here. I looked at Cincinnati's tape. He did not call games at Cincinnati like he called it here. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, and yeah. you think about it, what is it? It's quarterback play. If yeah. I don't have confidence in a guy who touches the ball every freaking play, the only guy on the football team besides the center who touches the ball on every snap, if I can't really trust him because I ain't got the trust that he sees things like I see him because he's not getting coached up to see the things like he should see him in a in that amount of time, it's gonna be difficult for me to call certain plays. And I think the other thing you gotta you kind of gotta put a kind of saying I'm a thousand percent with you that the quarterbacks didn't get any better over the time they were there. And I, and I if you want to do your own research, I challenge you to do this. Look at the quarterback over the last four or five years. Hey, I mean, were you seeing any? Like, oh, man. You know what? And I say this. You say whatever you want about Joker Phillips. Hmm. I remember watching Andre Wilson Young and Chris Ford was like, man, that dude going to be nice. I was like, man, man he throw the ball anywhere. Man, <laughs> two years later, man, I'm like. Yeah, right, right, right. Just dropping dimes right. everywhere. Dropping dimes everywhere. So, I, 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 you could tell they're going to that, but I also know, and you and I both have seen it, I also know that if you're a coordinator or you got a relationship with somebody, and I think uh, Stoops may, maybe could have gave Grant another year, but I think if he had gave Grant another year, he wouldn't have been able to bring Henshaw with it. Ding, ding, so ding. I think it's a loyalty all around, but I've seen a lot of coaches lose jobs over loyalty to another uh, another coach on the staff right. with them. Right. I, I'm going to just say this about Joker. Joker could call a damn game. You can say all the everybody can have an opinion about him as a coach because it's not going to be a good one because the record doesn't doesn't suggest you <laughs> make it a good one. But I'm gonna tell you one thing: that man could call a damn offensive game, and the proof is in the pudding. He can call an offensive game, and he was a damn good offensive coach. And I hindsight twenty twenty, I wish he would have just stayed as offensive coordinator, not the head coach, because that team was freaking going somewhere. And we were in that 
that him coming to head coach stopped the momentum. It stopped the yeah. momentum. If he would have been OC and we would have kept Brooks as head coach for another couple of years, dude, ain't no telling where where we could have been. Uh, when he gave up those callings and he gave it to what's his name, dude, the offense was not the same. The same freaking coach in the building, another guy called the, the, <laughs> the, the plays. The next season, it was not the same. Yeah. You say, it's funny you say, uh, I wish he would have stayed coordinator and not became the head coach. Everything would have been fine. What do you think about Bill Curry and have money? Same th- same deal? Dude. Hold on. I ain't done yet, man. Hold on. I'm setting you up. I'm setting you up for failure. Damn. When things started going bad for, for, for Stoops, what did Stoops do? Hmm. His first two years, took over the defense. Yep. Basically coordinated. Uh, some people, like you said, some people are better coordinated. I mean, Stoops yep. is making the best of it because I, I don't know if he's adaptable. He don't seem adaptable. But, shit, he damn sure is doing a damn good job at what he's doing, man. Um, Stoops. Stu's te- teasing us, man. Stu's teasing us, man. He's teasing us, man. He, he trolling. Stu's trolling, man. He trolling right hey, now. Is he Yo, come on at 9 o'clock and trolling. Is he coming in the studio or is he just coming on on the, uh, on live? Oh, oh. Bring him in the studio. That way I can look right at him. All right. All right. Looking to the, looking to the windows of his soul. I, I can feel that. Yes, indeed. No, man. He, 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 he trolling, man. He trolling. Hey, before I push the button, you know my vision, bad. I thought that said block me. I would say, you damn right. <laughs> I'm going to block Now he Now he come on. No, he been wanting to come on. He had to wait till the season was off so that, you know, it wouldn't be none of that. But he know ain't no questions off limits, man. Let's get it in, no, man. No, Let's no, get it in. We done talk about them backers a, a whole bunch, man. We done, you know, they, they asked about Vito. We talk about the offense a lot. We ain't getting no answers. Do we know anything? Do we know anything different about the quarterback or the, or the receivers right now? This is this is what I can say about the receivers, and I said this last year consistently. Getting Wandell puts everybody in their right role. That that to me is what it is. Ali is not a number one, but he's a damn good probably number two. And now all the attention is going to be on Wandell. Now he's going to get that single coverage that he didn't get last year because teams knew that he was our only receiver. So just the just Wandell being on the field makes Josh that much better. Just him being on the field. I hope so, man. I hope so. I hope so. Well, man, so this is the last tweet we're going to leave with. Book me. But he said next Thursday. Okay. Next Thursday, Thursday, this Thursday. See, I said, I thought he said this Thursday. No, I'm just there. Okay. I don't know. I thought it said next Thursday, but he might have meant Thursday. He said I'm coming on Thursday. He said I'm coming on next Thursday. What's that say? That's. Oh, okay. You're right. All right. You're right. All right. So let's let's make that happen then. Hold on. Oh, oh, Follow what? Up. what? Follow up. We got confirmation. Okay. That's the show then. So that's what no, we're going to Look, you ain't got to come out with no outline, nothing. We just shooting from the hip on Thursday. We just shooting from the hip on Thursday. We, we ain't going <laughs> with no plan, no nothing. We don't need one. No. We're going to ask some questions. We're going to get answers. Ask some questions, get answers. All right, man. We yeah, got man. a lot of rain up here this way, man. You know, so I'm gonna sleep like I'm gonna sleep like a baby with a twelve with a size twelve foot. I'm gonna sleep good tonight, man. It's, it's been raining all day, and plus, man, I appreciate. No, I, I, I really appreciate you know you getting Justin to, to join us, man. Real neat dude, man. Real neat dude. So, and, and he give us all the info. We 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 uh, only had him for thirty minutes, dude. <laughs> He didn't give us all all the tea. He, he gave us one of those one of those England little cup of tea where they get the little shot glass of tea. They, they, they we're gonna get him a, a McDonald's extra large 
um cup of sweet tea next time. Oh, he ain't hold back too much, so he ain't hold back too much. I, I was oh, so he did. I, I, I okay. I ain't, I ain't want to dig into him. I want to dig into his soul. <laughs> right, 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 right. We got uh, ease him into it, so he can come on again. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But man, them dudes had me on there. <laughs> But I, 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 I appreciated how he went into the coach who said that if you Kentucky recruit, and also appreciate how he went into the whole details about uh, T. Martin being on the staff. So, hey, I'm telling you, it's some stuff to that. It wasn't, no, it wasn't the whole drop. But if you listen to what he said, yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, thank you, Mr. Cobb. Thank you. All right, bro. So yeah, we're going to come back Tuesday, man. Yeah, we man. Big stew. We got big stew in the hot seat. Man, hey, man, this 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 gonna be back to we done put on a, a good three weeks of some must-see TV, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now now we just gotta I don't know. I don't really want to be paid because I think that'll take that'll take the drive out yeah, of yeah, nah, nah. Like Jordan talking about your first contract when he said when they game, man, you had to work to get you like Scotty did. Right, right. They said right. they pay these dudes off. They pay these dudes off the top. Now they ain't got no reason to come in with nothing. Facts. But uh, hey, YouTube, follow us on YouTube. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. All you gotta do is go to YouTube, search Locker Four One One, hit the subscribe button. Just hit the subscribe button. It's, it's for free. It ain't gonna do nothing to you. It's not gonna shock you. It's not gonna send you some spam email. Just hit the subscribe. And while you at it. Hit the like of all our shows. Just go through the show. Just hit like, like, like. There's a thumbs up button. Hit the thumbs up. And while you at it, since you're there, just click on one of the shows. Just turn it on mute. Just let it play through. That's all you got to do. Let it play through. But no, though, now, I'm just saying. Go and follow and subscribe to some of our guests, man. Inbox me if you didn't like some of the guests we had on. You can inbox me and tell us what you didn't like. But, but most of the guests we've had on here, man, go go follow and subscribe and like them. The reason they on here is because we like they, what they do and we, exactly. we kind of share the same interests. So Facts. Yeah, go go and like the other people that, that we also have on here. Go like their show and subscribe. All right, man. So we yeah, got man. Got the big homie Stu on Thursday, man. What? I don't know what I'm gonna come on. I'm gonna come wearing a jersey or something. I'm gonna come wear that Peach Bowl jersey. I don't know uh, what man. I'm gonna do. Come wear your, wear your, 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 your fedora, man. Dress up, <laughs> man. Dress up your, your, your Fridays, your Thursdays finest. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, man. We'll be All back right, on Thursday with Big Stu. Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm.